Hey everyone, how you guys doing? I'm gonna be doing a series today on the bad that motorcycle clubs do, the dark side, whatever you want to call it. Because a lot of people email me all the time and say, hey man, you're nothing but a cheerleader for your motorcycle clubs. And as everyone knows, that's the furthest from the truth. I try to go down the middle with everything that we do. But after receiving so many of these, I wanted to make sure that I do present both sides of the story. So today, we're going to talk about the dark side of motorcycle clubs. And yes, there is a big dark side, no matter what anybody tells you, or who wants to put on them tinfoil hats to explain stuff away, there is a dark side. But then, I'm going to cover the other side in another video next week about the good that clubs do, as well as independents and bikers as a whole. So I just want to give both sides of the story, so take a look. And yes, there is an echo for all those audio experts, because it's in a garage and it's freaking cold out and I ain't going to open up the damn door. So take a look. All one has to do is look at the motorcycle clubs of Australia and Canada. One could be hard pressed to deny that many of the 1% clubs don't get involved in crime. If one is honest with themselves, there are numerous examples of bikies owning million dollar homes and living the high life. To deny this is nothing short of ignorance. Two Mongols and bikies and female associates charged with one kilogram of meth and 300,000 in cash. That's the kind of article that is just a typical article that is printed on a weekly basis. My question is simple. How do you think some of these bikies are making $300,000? Oh, I know they are tattooing a hell of a lot of people or have some of the best motorcycle repairs around. Yeah, my ass. To try to explain it away is ignorant and doesn't help anyone, especially independent bikers and organizations who fight for biker rights. What's Australia and Canada have to do with the United States biker scene? One thing that really amazes me is the cheerleader mentality. This kind of mentality is rampant from supporters and those who claim to love the lifestyle. These types of people are usually uninformed or buy into the fact no club can do wrong. One of my favorites, the cops are responsible for setting them up again. The ignorance is bliss. Ignorance doesn't make those arguments believable at all to a reasoned person. I've covered numerous stories here in the United States. The same thing that is happening in Australia and Canada is happening here. Federal charges are being filed against a Quitman man after a large methamphetamine seizure following an October uh, 23rd traffic stop. 17,000 in counterfeit U.S. bills Total uh, drugs confiscated have an estimated value of 408000 
including 50,000 of narcotics and uh, 358 in uh, methamphetamine. Where is the explanation? How are the cheerleaders going to explain this one away? Did the cops plant all these drugs and counterfeit bills? Here's the problem with people who think clubs do no wrong. None of them understand the streets whatsoever. I'm often of the opinion that it's individual members that get involved in these types of activities. It's also true, though, some clubs allow it to happen. If clubs were to clamp down on some of these members' activities, the motorcycle club wouldn't have Leo all over their asses. Many of those in clubs will say, brotherhood above everything else. Okay, was it true brotherhood when that member brought the heat on the rest of the club? I would argue no. If those doing this kind of stuff truly believe in brotherhood, they wouldn't bring all the heat on the rest of the club. Now I get it. There are many people who only want to talk about the positives in the scene. I guess this is why we are the dark side. I believe in the whole picture. Without the whole picture, the scene comes crashing down on itself. Yes, drugs are slung and other hustles are pursued. After all, the outlaw way of life is in some of these clubs were the reason why many want to join. The activities of some of the clubs in the 70s, 80s, and 90s gave the clubs the reputation they enjoy today. To deny these facts is, again, ignorant. What I fear the most, the biker revolution. I explain this in one of my uh, articles. There is now an organization called the Association of Law-Abiding Bikers. This organization is mostly made up of legal clubs, but they are actively adding other non-law enforcement clubs. Many independent bikers are also flocking to it and carrying out their beliefs on how the club scene should be. I've said it time and time again, the scene I once knew is gone, replaced with political correctness and the lack of respect for those that came before them. The graybeards you see riding now at the age of 65 and 70 are the ones that paved the way. Those graybeards endured all kinds of hardship, especially from Leo's treatment of them. I know it's hard to believe it wasn't always cool to be a biker like it is today. There was a saying from a great man, you're either a biker or you're a cop, you can't be both. I could argue in the modern scene, you're either a biker or you cross the line and support Leo. Yes, you've seen it all year long, bikers supporting the Blue Lives Matter movement. You would have never seen the amount of bikers you do today throwing fundraisers or standing side by side with law enforcement. What the hell happened to the rebel? Well, it's probably the actions of some of the clubs and their members who've turned many people away. I know members of clubs don't care what others think and more power to them. Fiend is... 
They are playing checkers when they should be playing chess. Motorcycle clubs should be fighting the propaganda war. God knows Leo is. The propaganda war, a fight for the preservation of the scene as we know it. Yes, there is an extensive propaganda war being raged at this very moment against many motorcycle clubs. This is especially true in many areas of the United States. Shit! They are using the playbooks of Australia and Canada. Canada released a video discouraging people from buying support merchandise and going as far as saying people who do not support criminal organizations, who do support them, my fault. The New Jersey Crime Commission came out a months ago with a big hearing proclaiming the Pagans Motorcycle Club the next big threat. Why are clubs giving these types of people the ammunition they need to make everyone's life hell then? Your guess is as good as mine. They have been many indictments of clubs shooting other clubs up and members beating on some poor idiot who was wearing support gear. Cops use every one of those incidences to propagate a narrative to the general public. The general public then gets lawmakers to pass laws. Not to mention law enforcement budgets. Many observers can see the actions of clubs are bringing down the heat on everyone else. Cops are profiling bikers at a rampant rate. Cops are pulling over bikers just to find out if they are in a club. They don't distinguish between clubs and say, A-Bait and Aug. They see a patch and the cherries light up. This is a byproduct of what clubs are bringing on to themselves when they back someone bringing heat to the club through their independent activities. Again, until clubs start policing their own members, this problem will, with profiling will grow. At this point, it's the motorcycle clubs who've got to decide. Is the status quo worth all the hassles because of the action of the few? Or is it time with all this technology to cut ties with those who would bring heat on the rest of the club? After all, when one of those individuals get busted with hundreds of thousands of dollars, who do you think Leo is going to target? They're going to target the people within that club who had nothing to do at all with any of that. Yes, there is a dark side to the motorcycle club scene, but it's up to the clubs to police themselves. Motorcycle clubs are fighting two wars right now. The propaganda and police profiling, then they are fighting other bikers going to the other side, destroying the tradition we once had. This leaves the clubs fighting a war on two fronts, as history has taught us about a war on two fronts, it never ends well. So what's this have to do with everything? Yes, there is a dark side to motorcycle clubs, and we shouldn't go out there trying to say any different. All people have to do is read the newspaper or listen to the show. Now, do I hate that it's that way? Yes, I hate it a lot. But hey, we're news. 
And like I said in the beginning, I'm going to get both sides of the story because I get a lot of people again who get pissed off because they think I'm a cheerleader for the clubs. This isn't the case. I believe in going down the middle. And hey, if I have came off like that, well, I have to take a course correction and make sure I stand personally behind our effort to stay down the middle. So what do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section. And again, next week's video, we're going to do what clubs do good. Rock on.